Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. In this week's episode, the guys bring on Senior Account Manager Lauren Avery Collins of First Integrity Title Company to help explain what title companies do, all while enjoying Breckenridge Rum Cask Finish Whiskey. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. My name is Charlie Sardelli, and I'm here with Jameson Amaros, Oscar Ibarra, Lauren Avery Collins. And as you guys can tell, we got another guest on the show today. Who has three names. Yes. (laughs) And we are ready to give you the best knowledge straight from the source. So thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, we are uh, on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we have our YouTube channel, which is at The Mile High Perspective, and we drop our video episodes every week for you to enjoy. So remember, head over there, subscribe, and we're more than happy to talk with you guys. But I think today's episode is, is going to be one of the most consumer information-focused ones that we have and is going to be one of the most helpful for you guys to understand the back end of some of the things that happen during a real estate transaction. It's going to be the episode of uh, you guys are going to have information you didn't even know you needed. Yep. Yeah, I think this is really what mm-hmm. it is. This is the, the behind-the-scenes the consumer really doesn't know a lot about this vendor in the real estate process. Like how we're which, keeping it like secretive to start out. It, it, it kind vendor, of is. They just, oh, they're the people that, that whole, <laughs> who, who is she? Why is she here? They're, we'll find out. Right? And, and, we'll and her, her position and her position yep. um, as well, because it's title homeowners policies, lender policies, mm-hmm. and who she is and what she does. And she is the expert in title, but she deals with us mostly, mm-hmm. but it's for the consumer. Yep, exactly, exactly. And that's, and that's something that we want to drive home with this topic is title is one of those things that everybody hears it, everybody, you know, oh, you need title in order to go through a transaction. But what they don't realize is that it really doesn't do anything for the agents. Title is strictly there to protect you. Yep. And that's what we want to show you guys today. Of course, while drinking a wonderful bourbon. And today it's a special one because it's from... Good old Colorado. Good old state of Colorado, baby. (laughs) And uh, we're mostly natives. Yeah, I'm I'm a native. Native. Native, native. Charlie. Outcast. I'm an outcast. (laughs) Where where are you from, Charlie? I am originally from New York, but I grew up most of my time in North Carolina. He fancy. He's from New York. Western North Carolina out there, you know. I was going to say, because you don't have the New York mentality. Like, you're the most friendly person (laughs) I've ever met in my life. 100%. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's funny. I, I talk about it all the time. Like, I remember growing up, I think I was like eight years old, and my grandfather would tell me, when you're on the subway, when you're walking down the street, you look through people. You don't talk yep. to them. You walk through them. And that is the New York mentality. It is. But I will say, getting away from it is the best thing that I ever did for my mentality, 100%. There we go. See? So, Lauren, you grew up in Littleton. Yeah. Denver. Not Hugo? No, hell no. I got <laughs> my Hugo clients back. Tell where I'm going. I, I thought you were born I'm going to buy Hugo, that man. city. It's <laughs> a one highway, one lane town. I'm, I'm going to... Between my clients and I, we will own. So we got we got Littleton represented, we got Denver represented, we got Highlands Ranch represented, and then we have this guy, me. I've been everywhere, man. But you you (laughs) you you kind of represent Fort Collins too. I do represent Fort Collins. Fort Collins is a big city here. Good old Fort Collins. Well, I mean, what's cool? What was cool for me is I previously I've talked about it before, but I worked for Samsung and I literally drove the entire state. So I have traveled from Colorado Springs up to Fort Collins for the last two years and and it's really cool for me to know the little areas little back roads mm-hmm. and it was nice getting to see the state and charlie, learn about it charlie you're you're a native by association 
You don't. You don't yeah. have. I did to, it. Yeah. You don't. You don't have yeah. to. I did it. You don't have to approve well, or do it. You're, you're good, man. Wait, you're with I, us. Can I get? No, I don't even want the sticker. My yeah, no, no, nobody wants the sticker. So your family to me. Native-ish. Native-ish. Yeah, get the bumper sticker. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I don't know. Not I, native, but got here as quick as I could. <laughs> like, I rushed my ass down here. <laughs> when I first moved here, it was I. I when I was working at Best Buy with Jameson, I remember I had. I would tell people, oh, yeah, I just moved here, and it would legitimately just be like. Oh yeah, <laughs> why'd you Where? move here? Yeah, why we, uh, here? us natives don't yeah. really like outsiders. And it's not that we don't like; it's just it's been no, it's hard no, growing I, pains. I've been it here is. for five years. Yeah. I've been it here is. for five years now, and I will say that you're like an adopted puppy. Stop, stop coming, please. They finally, <laughs> got potty trained, so we'll allow you to stay in the house. That's what it's going to be. All right, no. well, what's your take on on on, re, on Relo people? I mean, to be honest, I mean, do does it bother you? Are you good? Because in the industry, we want more people here. Yeah. I oh I love it. I mean, there's a lot better food here than there used to be. I yeah, mean, it was all we're, we're chain meat potatoes. Very true. Yeah. Now yes. Denver has grown so much. Mm. Um, I I don't know. I love meeting new people. And yeah. I I'm actually really excited that Denver's grown so much. It's a bit more expensive. Well, <laughs> a bit. You know, yeah, we've talked about that a couple it. times. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. yeah. We're gonna we we beat that to death as far as prices and yeah. stuff like that around here. Yeah. But. Like you said, it's it's a benefit, right? The more people that come in, the more you can grow, the more it expands. Yes, you're not growing, you're dying. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And from a diversity standpoint, it's nice to see too. Mm. So, yes, 100%. With that said, 100%. this bourbon today, Jameson, take it. It's Colorado, Colorado, baby. Colorado. So we got Breckenridge, but I believe Oscar brought us the rum cask finish. So I'm a little interested to taste this one. I haven't had that one. Um, so essentially, if you guys don't know Breckenridge, Breckenridge is a distillery that is based out of Colorado. So their distillery is at 9,600 feet. Mm -hmm. So it's the highest distillery in, in, the in the world. The mm -hmm. highest. The highest in the country. Mm -hmm. In a state that legalized marijuana. Weird. Mm. Um, but they do- Even our bourbon's high. Right? That's right, baby. They do, uh, they do bourbon, they do vodka, they do rum. Uh, I believe, do they do gin? I, just, I don't, I, just I mean, if they do vodka, so they probably do gin. Yeah. Um, and they, um, they've won a ton of awards. We were talking about that 2017, 2018, 2019. They, so 2020. they won consecutive 16, 17, 18 best blend. Uh, but they also won nine time best American blend winner too. Yep. So the consecutive was, uh, 16, 17 and 18. And they're known for the, their high rye mash. Yes. And we've talked about this before, right? So what, when you look at bourbon versus whiskey, one of the things that differentiates bourbon from whiskey is the amount of corn that's in the mash bill. It's got to right. be at least 51%. Then the mash bill itself is based off of the master distillers. They mix however they want that flavor to look, feel, taste, whatever it is. And then you get creative. And in this case, they take that mash bill and here they use the same casks that they used to age their spice rum, which is also very good. They empty out the spice rum and then they put the bourbon in it and they let that age for at least two years, anywhere from two to eight, depending on, on the batch. And then they filter that out, and that's where you get a rum cask finish. Well, it's funny. I can already, I can already smell the spice difference. Like, yeah. That's what I'm, since you poured it, that, that's what I'm getting is just yeah. the scent of the spice that you normally get in rum. Yeah. And it's, it's easy to find, right? You can find Breckenridge. At least here in the state, in Colorado. In the state, yeah. Uh, it's locally owned. Um, they do a really, supposedly, I haven't, I haven't done it yet, but they do a really cool uh, distillery tour, mm -hmm. like a tasting type of thing, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of the there's a lot of distillers that are doing that now. Like 80 Laws does one, Stranahan's does one. Mm -hmm. uh, was it Mile High Spirits? I mm -hmm. think does one. Um, so this is, I would assume, I've never had this before. And unlike previous episodes, we haven't 
quality check this we yet. Did it. No. So yes. we are actually going into this blind. Yep. Um, and I'm excited. I'm assuming it's going to be on the spicy, like mm-hmm. on the rum side. I just don't know how it's going to be. What's the proof on this one? Bourbon. It's uh, 45%, so 90 proof. Okay. So yeah. it's a little bit, a little bit spicier. On the, on, on the weaker side of the proof, yes. but it's going to have. Yeah. I think it's going to emphasize the flavor a little bit yeah. more. For and sure. How much was the bottle? You know what? I don't know on this one. This was a gift. So free. Mm. This even better. Sh- shout out to <laughs> Zero Rocks. Shout out best, to Jose. I had to, go help him. <laughs> yeah. I had to go help him move some furniture. Yep. And he's like, here's a bottle. I was like, all right, thank you. Perfect. Very so, cool. But um, no, it's typically yeah. these bottles are roughly around 40 bucks. 40, yeah, bucks. from 40 to 60 dollars. Yep. Uh, maybe on the high end, 70 to 80, but no more than that. Yep. So easy to find, affordable. Uh, I'm excited to try it. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Lauren, quick question for you. How, are, are, you a, are you a bourbon drinker yourself? Is this normal for you? I uh, used to be. Okay. okay. Yeah. Also, well, the reason um, the reason I bring it back or what? I guess we'll see. There we go. <laughs> I, I think this no. The reason I bring it up is because I think this is a great opportunity for our viewers that we haven't really had yet on this channel, where we have somebody who doesn't yeah. commonly drink bourbon. Mm-hmm. So, and I even mentioned it last week. I I'm really excited to have you try this with us because we all give our quote unquote experienced view on it, but. It'll be nice to see what if you can Heavy taste the quotes on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and be <laughs> honest, if you're like, it was garbage. I don't like this. Yep. Yeah, because it, the general public doesn't yeah. all drink bourbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm brutally honest. Um, yes, I, she I'm, is. I'm excited. She was to actually see. gonna. Uh, it was a. It was oh. miscommunication on, yeah. on our behalf. She was gonna bring some uh, some Japanese whiskey, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I kind of fucked that up. It's that was, a, that was you know, me. it's all right. But okay, next we'll, okay. we'll, we'll next have time. a next time. Well, I yeah. think it's time to get us a cheers in and then take that first sip. All right. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Let's see what we got. Oh, yeah. 100%. That is... I can smell that. That is... The rum hits me. Yep, 100%. So, fun fact, rum was actually the first liquor that I got drunk off of. So, I was... Like what? (laughs) No, mine was brandy. Sorry, I was going to say... Mine was actually... Mine was tequila. Okay. What about you? Uh, vodka, I believe. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Nice. That's why I don't drink that anymore. Yes. That's why I don't drink. Well, and I, say that I, <laughs> nope. I stayed away from. I, I've stayed away from like Captain Crack and all these. I don't. Oh, yeah, I don't drink <laughs> tequila. Yeah, I, I am can't not drink tequila. tequila. <laughs> I'll, I'll have shots if like that's what the cool kids are doing. But I'm not a tequila drinker. You know who was a massive tequila drinker? JC. Oh yeah. Yeah. And every time we went out. Oh yeah. Patron, 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 Patron. Nice. Nice. That's yeah. the worst one. That's the worst I one. I love tequila, but that's What's is... your favorite tequila? Uh, I like Don Julio. Don Julio. Nice. Don Julio's good. Yeah. If I want to drink tequila, Don Julio, Don Eduardo, Corzo. Uh, Corzo's good. There's a couple of them out there, but 1942 is actually tasty. Mm, yeah. I like 1942. Alrighty. So now that it's been open for a little bit, swirled it around, I'm going to go ahead and get, get this first sipping. It's interesting. It's, um, it's, it's hmm. kind of sweet. It's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of sweet at the front end, and it, it lingers. It's like a hybrid. It yes, it's a blend in a way. Yeah. It's yeah. a blend, a hundred percent in a way. I I feel I feel more of the sugar, and mm-hmm. almost it almost feels like a syrup. It almost tastes like like a syrup with with the sweetness to me. But you're yeah. a nutrition Nazi, so if anybody <laughs> you you would probably right, first be off, the first no, one. No, the dude was just chomping down in a Reese's cup. But he, he, five no, no, he because he told me because I, I was going to bring in some. I was going to bring in some like Chick Fil A, and he goes, "No, man, I have to meal prep, and I allot myself." Certain amount of calories, so I could eat my Reese's. Yeah, I, I was like, that's a thing to him. Calories I get, the Reese's I get one a week, man. Yeah, treat yourself. <laughs> treat, treat yourself. yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. 
Oh man. But I, I, I am excited to see again how this opens up throughout the episode. Yeah. Specifically because it's, I of mean, that. it's not, it's not bad. No, it's, no, no. It's, no, very, not, it's just different. I will say the sweetness definitely overpowers kind of, everything. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, not only that, but it masks the burn a little bit, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. But yeah. it, it's, it's fairly sweet. It is sweet. You yeah. know, for like a, it kind of, it's sweet. It reminds me of what, like, Fireball is sweet, okay. it, but yeah. not as bad. Not as I mean, bad. It, it's not as intense no, as that. Yeah, exactly. But it's it is, sweet. Yeah, it's a syrupy. The like, thickness of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we talk about a lot of the flavor profiles are like hints or, or, or aromatic. Mm-hmm. This legit is sweet. Mm-hmm. It legit is mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. Not like super sweet, but it is sweet. I would not make an old fashioned out of this because it's way no. too sweet. Nope. Not no, even a little bit. That would just be straight sugar. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. definitely, def- the spices definitely stand out. Yes. From the rum, hands down. That's I'm almost getting. I I almost only get the bourbon of it, the the cask taste at the very end, which is interesting because if you are like a rum drinker Mm -hmm. and you want to get into bourbon for whatever reason, it's not a bad one to start with. Yeah, absolutely. Transition. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And I mean, even think about this with a you know like a little bit of coconut, like like a coconut mixer. I think that would be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Now you just make like a Midori, Costa Rica. No, 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 not like a Malibu. Or no, no. uh, What is uh, like Malibu? Malibu. Kind of, yeah, kind of like, kind of like. But that'd be more sweet. Yeah, it would be way too sweet. Yeah, but then you put a diabetic with like an umbrella, and then it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, you put the umbrella. You put the umbrella, and your diabetes won't come flaring. No, yeah, it's Jesus. That's the umbrella sweet man blocks the diabetes rays going into the drink. I'm yeah, gonna, I want to. I want to look. It's up, scientific. Hey, right? I want to look up the spices that go in the rum because this is definitely mm-hmm. just overpowered. But does it give you that? The, yeah, the entire creamy. No, no, wait, hold on. No, no, hold nope. on. He's gonna say it. No, nah, I'm leaving it alone. Nope, no, I'll let no, Jameson no, do, do better. Do it. It. Nope, it does not. It does not. It does not. So there was a thing when we took we the, the description of one of the bourbons we had was it gives you a creamy mouth feel. And we were all like, that was from the website. It was from the website. From the website. Like, and I'm sitting here like, flavor profile was described. Yeah. And it was, oh, wow. it was I'm, yeah, interesting. I mean, I'm curious yeah. what that was. What was it? <laughs> was it Oak? No, it wasn't Okanagan. I can't remember. I mean, <laughs> all I all I thought about the whole time was what was yeah. creamy mouthfeel. I'm sorry. Yeah, but no, it was it was that was one of their flavor profiles. Yeah. This is yeah, this is very rum centric. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 100%. and and if you guys haven't seen that episode, you should definitely go check it out because we have a counter an active counter on the episode as to how many times we can say creamy mouth. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. So we're not going to do like that it. this yeah. time. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah. They might. All right. They might not so with that said, we'll dive into the topic of the day. Yep. And uh, we're kind of going to form this just like we did with our VA episode, mm-hmm. because we do have somebody here who has knowledge that we do not. And most people do not. We want to give Lauren the spotlight and, and do this more as an interview kind of, kind of a situation. Yep. And so, as you, I want to just point this out as you guys are watching, Stay tuned till the end because she's got some phenomenal information that mm-hmm. has to do with uh, veterans that we want to make sure you guys listen to. So, yes, um, if it's, you're watching, stay till the end. Promise you it's worth it. It's or very, very keynote. Yeah. Yep. If, if you want to, if you want to skip to the end to see it, you can do it too. But rude. we'd love for you to watch the whole episode. Very rude. <laughs> but yes, you can. <laughs> All right. So, how we're going to do this is we're going to go ahead and pose um, kind of three main overarching questions for Lauren, and she's going to answer them, and we're going to kind of build off of those answers. Yep. And we've obviously talked a little bit before the show, but because this is more freeform, we want it to flow, right? And guys, please, as you're watching, if you have any questions that come up and you want to get direct, we'll have Lauren's contact information up on the screen here. We'll put it in the description so you can get mm-hmm. either directly with, with her, you can come to us and we'll, we'll get you to her. But we want to make sure that you're armed and ready with all the information. So with that being said, 
Who wants to ask the first question? Well, I mean, I'll start off. So Lauren, give us kind of your backstory. Um, I know we've heard title and title yeah. insurance and whatnot. So just take a minute or two and tell the, the people who you are and how you got in title, how long you've been in title. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah, I've been in the title realm now for, gosh, it's probably been 13 or 14 years. Um, I actually started as... When she was eight? Yep, when I was you eight years old. You did not look old. that old. I'm just going to say that. I was eight years old. I just had a passion for insurance. It's like a, like <laughs> Burning a, like fire, a, like a you know? prodigy. Yeah. Like a child yeah. prodigy. She's a lot. Um, <laughs> I know Messi of the title world. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually studied biology in college, but I was working as a receptionist at yeah. a title company part-time. And uh, just kind of got sucked in. Um, So I learned how to do pretty much everything. (laughs) I think I was actually the only employee of the company by the end of its existence. That's awesome. That's great. So, yeah. So essentially running title searches, doing closings, funding files. I was a closer for a long time. So from there, yeah, closing is really what made sense to me. Um, So I was a closer for, I believe, seven years um and more recently switched into more of a business development role which i absolutely love but i'm grateful for all of the, the uh, knowledge the knowledge yeah. that you I guys say you kind of have a, a unique experience because you went through every single like realm department yeah. but realm yeah. of title pretty much the, right i like mean yeah i yeah. even did all the title searches right. and everything which is yeah which is cool you got the consumer side now you're more yeah. on the, the realtor side and the business development side yeah, but you've got it definitely all. and you work for who now I work for First Integrity First Title, Integrity. so Perfect. we're a locally owned Denver company, cool. locally owned and operated. And, mm-hmm. and, and for the viewers, a closer is the person that's representing your entire file at the end of the, the transaction. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that take care of everything. Yeah. I mean, if the transaction went great and the, t- and the closer is not, it's not a pretty thing. Or mm-hmm. if the transaction went kind of sideways, yeah. the closer makes you shine. I mean, the closer is mm-hmm. by far one of the intricate yep. parts of the transaction. It is. They tie it all together. They tie yeah. it all together. Yeah, the, the closer, end. the closing team is essentially the team. Yes, absolutely. Because there's more the, the buyer closer and seller and the throughout the entire process. Yeah. So I feel like most people don't really know what a title company is or you see people in photos with the big <laughs> key or whatever, the closing <laughs> company, you know, title yes. company. And yes. that's, you know, that's, that's them. just... Just the uh, tip right. of the iceberg, really, right. yeah. of what that's we the, do. That's the fun Here. social media picture. Everybody yeah. gets a little frame. Well, exactly. Just close. <laughs> I, yep. I just want to say that was, I think that was one of the best lobs we've ever got as a lead into oh, yeah, to a sure. question. That, question. Was, yeah. that was phenomenal. Yeah. So, so you lined it up. You went, yeah. Huh. So, yeah. so as she asked, Charlie, what was the question you were going to ask? <laughs> hey, could you, could you please tell me what is title? What the hell do you guys do? That is a great question. That's <laughs> why we uh, asked it. <laughs> Happy to help. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, title insurance is a really, uh, it's a different type of insurance, right? So most insurance companies are insuring something that could happen in the future, whereas title insurance, we're actually insuring the past. So it's a bit different. Um, and it's really just one well, one-time fee where we're insuring that a buyer, I guess in the case of a home purchase, is buying a property free and clear of any liens or anything that could come up that would make it so that they don't have uh, full ownership of the property. Got it. Okay, so, and for for the viewers at home that may not know some more of the the vocabulary that goes into it, can you describe what what a lien is? Yeah, I mean, a lien. Like a shoulder lien? Gangsta lien? Yeah. (laughs) Title lien? Lien with it, rock with it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lien is really, I guess we'll, we'll call them clouds on title. 
So uh, essentially, it's the same way you have a title to your car. Mm -hmm. There's a title for your home that's recorded with the county. And so when we do a title search, I guess, so I, I'll just start from the beginning. Let's do it. Um, when you go under contract on a property, the seller typically picks title here in the state of Colorado. Um, so they would send the contract to us once it's finally executed with buyer and seller signatures and all of that fun stuff. Then we'd run a title search on the property. So we'll go back and look at all of the different records. How far back? I mean, it depends on the type of deed and that's, that can be complicated. I was going to say, yeah, that was, that's going to be a question. Yeah. And that's totally aside, but there are, there are multiple deeds mm -hmm. you can transfer a property with. Mm -hmm. right? The two most common are special warranty and general warranty deed. Mm -hmm. Special warranty, and correct me if I'm wrong, goes back to the previous owner mm -hmm. from their point of ownership inception mm -hmm. to when they transfer. Mm -hmm. And typically General with an investor that's saying that mm -hmm. I have never owned the property, so I'm not going to say correct. I know everything about General it. General warranty will go back to the inception of the property itself, correct? Yes, that's okay. correct. So when you guys do a title search, the title search changes depending on what the mm -hmm. contract says. But typically, you know, like a special warranty deed should be sufficient, yeah, you know, okay. depending if it was insured by a sure. reputable title and company title company prior, mm -hmm. you know, um, that should be fine. But from there, we'll run the title search and that's where we're going to find any liens. Mm -hmm. So liens can be a mortgage. So if they that's are, the if they have yeah. financing against mm -hmm. the property, that's the number one lien mm -hmm. we're going to find. Um, other liens can be, you know, mechanics, mechanics liens. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. HOA assessments. Mm -hmm. If you don't HOA pay your HOA, will, they will put a lien against your property. They will mm -hmm. foreclose on you. Yes. Mm -hmm. An HOA um, can hey, foreclose on you. Put your garbage cans away on time, please. Yeah. Yeah. Pay, no, no, pay, pay your Cut HOA your fees. I'm, don't I'm, your I am the worst because I pay it online uh, and I forget and I'm like, yeah. oh shit, I didn't pay my, oh, yeah, my, my, my management company Oof, just yeah. switched and I'm like, oh. Yeah. For the email. <laughs> but you know, we can go on about HOAs forever, but I'm oh. not going That's to. That's a whole nother episode. It's a whole nother animal a whole for episode. sure. Yep. Um, but yeah, I guess there's other judgments. Uh, any, you know, judgments are big. If you have, uh, you know, things that you're dealing with in court, I'd say I see child support. Yeah. Like and, and, yeah. Stuff like that. What's, a, what's an example of a mechanics lien? So a mechanics lien would be, you know, if you've got your general contractor and maybe they didn't pay out all the subcontractors. If you're redoing, mm -hmm. you're redoing your kitchen mm -hmm. and someone didn't get paid, they can actually uh, record a lien against the property to make sure that you cannot refinance or sell until that debt is paid. Got it. So just quick question. How, how often are people aware of those things being done? Is that something that happens in front of their face or is that something that happens more so in, in the background? I mean, I would think that you should be aware if mm -hmm. these things are happening. Well, and, and I think that's, does, that falls on us yeah. as agents. And I think that's going to segue to another one, but we're going to talk yeah. about what's an E&O. And that if, if an agent's doing their due diligence, again, we're all well-versed agents. You want to pull that because we're going to sit, be, uh, we're going to sit in front of the seller and say, this is the net sheet. This is how much you're going to net mm -hmm. after it's all done. If title has been pulled, because it's usually pulled after you're on a contract, your numbers are off. Well, mm -hmm. here's here's the reason. Because if there was a judgment or or yeah. you didn't pay a contractor, yeah. now yeah. they have a lien on it and now mm -hmm. you're you're skewed. Well, here's a, the reason I asked, right, to clarify is because so when I look at like my clientele, some of them right now I'm working with currently are first time home buyers. So number one, they just don't know a lot about the process. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number two, their price point tends to be a little bit lower. So in Colorado specifically, 
we're looking between three and four hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? Somewhere around there. Most of those are going to be townhomes, condos, mm-hmm. and within that subset of property type, a lot of those are going to be fix and flips. And fix and flips are done by <laughs> investors that are trying to go into a property. They hire contractors, subcontractors to tear out the floors and redo the kitchen and so Carpet. on and so forth. Some of them are really good. Some of them are not so good. Mm-hmm. And if you're a first time home buyer, if title insurance or a title company didn't exist, there are chances that you can sit there and say, okay, I just got my dream first home, $340,000. I put my three and a half down, I move in. And oh, by the way, now all of a sudden I've got you know, Joe's subcontracting service coming at me saying, hey, yeah. I owe them $30,000. Even mm-hmm. though I wasn't the one as a first time home buyer mm-hmm. that paid them to do any of that work. Mm-hmm. So what title will do and what Lauren's explaining is they make sure that you guys don't deal with that. And mm-hmm. fix and flips are huge right now. I mean, we toured out of the 17 homes I toured in the last two weeks, they're all townhomes and condos in that price range. 14 <clears> of them <throat> are fix and flips. Mechanic liens and all, all the things regarding what you owe is going to be tied not to you, to the property because that's the asset. But if so, you own the property, huh? If you own the property, yeah. So, so if without title, some guy can knock on your door and is like, through the county, I have a, a lien, so now you owe me that money. Mm-hmm. If you sell that property, I, I need to get paid. Oh, speaking of tax, right? It's another big one. Yeah, yeah. Tax liens; those are really, really big. Tax liens supersede everybody. Everybody. The gu- Uncle, yeah. Uncle Sam I, actually, is the man. So out of curiosity, I know we're gonna, it'll be a different episode. Do they supersede HOAs? Because HOAs, yes. hell yeah, they do. Yes. Second That's position, why you but, can buy yeah. tax liens. Like you can yeah. pay someone's taxes and then, and then they you don't own their property. Yeah. 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 Take no, the property. Uncle guys. Sam is the it's, man. Mm-hmm. No, if you're on uh, if you're on TikTok, right? There's all these wholesalers yeah. that, yep. again, I'm not going to get into wholesalers <laughs> because I'll get really angry. We ain't going to mention names, but they will go through and they will pull up county records of people that are having mm-hmm. back taxes or unpaid taxes. And it could be what? I mean, it doesn't, it could be a minimal amount. It yep. could be a thousand dollars. They pay that thousand dollars on your house that you forgot to pay taxes on for whatever reason. Guess what happens? They own that property. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You have a certain time to pay. Yep. And yeah, it's, it could be really intense. And, and, so, and, I mean, I think we're, most people don't know anything about title insurance, mm-hmm. but it's such an integral part of the yep. entire closing process. So, that being said, there are two pieces to what a title company does. Uh, we've got the title search where we're looking up all of those liens and we issue a title uh, commitment. And that's a mm-hmm. commitment uh, to provide a title policy once certain requirements are fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So then there's also the escrow department. And mm-hmm. so this is your closing team, as we mentioned earlier. The closing team is working with the buyers, the sellers, both agents, the lender, and really pulling together all of the figures that, you know, actually transfer the property. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure to order a payoff with the seller if they have a current mortgage or any of these liens. We need to make mm-hmm. sure we know how much is owed and so that we can get that paid off at settlement. Yep. So that you do have a clean title right. going to the borrower or buyer. Um, so we're also ordering, you know, HOA status letters that'll tell us any assessments that are owed, what that looks like. Uh, water and sewer. That's another mm-hmm. thing that yes. we do. So we'll transfer uh, water and sewer to the new buyer and make sure that mm-hmm. any final water bills that the seller owes are paid off. And so those are all prorated to the date of closing. So mm-hmm. we do all of that math and make sure that all of the, I guess, uh, figures are correct. So all the monies can flow through us. We're essentially uh, the disinterested uh third party well and it's funny because as, as you were talking all i could picture in my head 
was like a line of title insurance agents mm-hmm. with their arms locked, like in front of the buyers and the sellers. Like yeah. you're not getting to them until you go through us. Yeah. yeah. And so the buyers and sellers are like, I don't see anybody in between yeah. us. So, <laughs> and again, I've said it in, in other episodes, insurance is typically in case shit happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This insurance is actually, it's covering your ass mm-hmm. from the get. Yeah. Well, on title in general, I look at it as they're kind of the unseen glue that holds a transaction together. Right? Because if we do our job correctly, where the, link, the listing agent does yeah. their job correctly, none of that goes through mm-hmm. and the, the lender can do their job correctly. But if title is or is not doing their, like they're the ones that make sure that the buyer's protected, the seller's protected. Mm-hmm. They're really the only ones that have a fiduciary duty to both parties. 100%. Which is yeah, extremely important to understand mm-hmm. when you guys are looking at, you know, mm-hmm. hey, why does title do this? Or what is title so on and so forth? Mm-hmm. Because without these guys, there could be things that go incredibly bad during mm-hmm. a transaction. Oh, yeah. so, horribly yeah. bad. Yeah. That, that'll cost you hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars. And from a buyer standpoint, and we talked we talked about it on a couple episodes ago, where we said, if we're doing, our, like as realtors, mm-hmm. if I'm doing my job well, my clients don't hear from me, which yep. is a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same with title. If title's doing everything, the buyer has no idea what's happening behind the scenes, which is why we want to pull the, the onion back a little yep. bit and show you guys how genuinely important their role is in any transaction whatsoever when it comes to protecting against liens and making sure that like little little stuff like transferring utilities right mm-hmm. yep it's a pain in the ass if you've ever done it yourself just mm-hmm. like i used to it when we rented right and also i go from apartment to apartment like yeah. i gotta call yep. excel and i gotta call comcast like, my roommate just moved and i have a final bill and then that bill doesn't get to me before mm-hmm. i move and all of a sudden Three months later, I've got a collections because I didn't pay my final water bill. Well, title takes care of all that. Mm-hmm. With, with that said, anything that is attached to the property, because yeah. obviously when you do move, you do what, what you do, it's on you, mm-hmm. right? Excel's on your social security, it's on you. Yep. But water and sewer is tied to the house. Mm-hmm. So they take care of everything that's tied to yep. the home, which yep. if you didn't pay your, pay your final water bill, guess what? It's tied to the house. Mm-hmm. That's where they escrow. They they pull the money out, five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and they make sure the final water bill is paid. Yep. And make sure that you're just gonna transition into the home, hook up your Excel, hook up your cable, hook up all that stuff. But the house is done. Mm-hmm. And again, they, and, and they're not just an entity, right? You have a legal department. I mean, they they are hardcore. They they are not messing around. You're not they, hardcore unless you live hardcore. Yeah. Jack Black said uh, that. Movie that's sometime. right. I forget which one. Yeah. It was. I mean, it, it depends on the title company as far as yes, the legal and, and again, department is concerned. I mean, my title company is owned by three attorneys, which yes. kind of helps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not all title so you're companies covered. are. You're not just insured, you're covered. Equal. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit different. Um, but yeah, just to kind of go back in, uh, we're also transferring taxes, mm. you know? So taxes are always paid in arrears. Tax so. certs. You know, yeah. so here real quick, this we, is great. Yeah. Can you explain taxes paid in arrears to everybody? Yeah. So <laughs> you're not hearing it from us. I'm just saying like, this is, <sighs> it is always something that comes up on every yes. single transaction. Definitely. So I think it's a great opportunity to, to explain what that actually means. Yeah. I mean, on property taxes, they are due, uh, let's see, in February and June mm-hmm. or paid in full in April, but you're paying the previous year's taxes. So when a seller is selling their property, they still owe on that previous right. year. Mm-hmm. So we need to def- definitely make sure that we see what's been paid mm-hmm. and work those prorations because we don't want the buyer to have to pay right. taxes for the time that the seller lived in the property. Yep. Which make makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah. And, the, and the, the way that that happens is it's not that you necessarily, because the buyer is going to be responsible for those taxes eventually when they come yes. up, right? 
So the seller and what you guys yes. make sure is the seller gives a credit yes, essentially exactly that at is closing. And then that way the next year when the buyer pays, you guys are going to pay the full amount technically, mm-hmm. but a portion of that's covered from whatever the seller owed from when they lived in the property. That is exactly But instead correct. of you guys having to deal with that, they deal with it. Mm-hmm. An entire they come up with yep. to do it for you. Yep. So and we you calculate didn't, you didn't even know per diem. So yep. Exactly calculated to yeah. the closing date. Yep. Awesome. And that's the same for you know HOA as well. So I mean, I think that's the best description of what a title company does I've ever seen. Bro, I, like, they, they handle all the headaches. Yeah. And yeah. When they, you don't yes. you don't yeah. even know. You don't give them credit. You know, yeah. you just know that you paid out some money to them. Mm-hmm. But they handle so much. Yeah, absolutely. They yeah. cover they cover future headaches for you, mm-hmm. and they take care of all the big stuff so you don't have to. So I know that we talked in before the show. You were saying like how you explain title insurance. You also kind of go into, you know, what makes title companies different. Mm -hmm. Can you expand on that a little bit as far as like, I know there's a ton, right? We've got First Integrity, First American, Canyon, uh, Heritage, uh, Chicago Title, Land Title Guarantee. What are some things that differentiate you guys specifically at First Integrity um, that you do maybe do a little bit differently or what, 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 what does that look like? I mean, title insurance is a commodity. Yeah. It's like toothpaste. Right. <laughs> I mean, for the most part. Nine out of 10 of us recommend. Mm. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> exactly. We're like dentists. <laughs> exactly. Um, but really, the fees are fairly similar. Mm-hmm. Where you really see a large difference is in reissue rates. Got it. So. Um, what does that mean? What is a reissue rate? So if you are selling your property, there is there are a few different, uh, I guess, title policies that come into play. Mm-hmm. One of those is the owner's title policy. 99% of the time, I do see the seller paying for that. It kind of depends if an investor's buying. That's a whole other story. Or if, we actually, but, or, or if your agent's My really recent good. transaction, we split it oh. during the negotiation. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you yeah. never know. That also makes your agent yep. set apart, you know? Um, but the owner's policy is a premium paid by the seller that's giving a policy to the buyer saying that that property's free and clear, right? If that property has had a title search run on it within a certain years, there's less risk. Got it. As a title company, it's our job to really figure out how much risk is involved mm-hmm. in insuring the property. Your risk and management yeah, industry. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if the uh, current owners refinanced a year ago and there was already a title policy run on that, then there's far less risk. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. charge less for the premium. Okay. Got and it. that's kind of a, a sliding scale. Every title company has slightly different reissue right. rates, but if you refinanced or closed within five to six years, it's really, really smart to ask about reissue rates. Um, and also, it's a really common misconception that you can only get a reissue rate by closing with the same title company. Interesting. So, okay. yeah, a lot of people believe that I closed with XYZ title. Yeah. Four years ago, so I need to go back to them to get this discount. That is not correct at all. Interesting. Is, okay. is there at all a time frame on that? I mean, it's. I would say five years is sure. average. Got My it. company can go back six. Okay. okay. Um, and that's knowledge for not just the consumer, but for the industry. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, uh, because I personally thought you had to use the same title mm-hmm. insurance. That's yeah. That's how it was sold. To you me. know, well, not it, sold to me, but that's how it was. Explained. Yeah. So yeah. no, mm-hmm. if you closed with another title company. And you want to refire or, or buy mm-hmm. or sell, you could do a reissue rate within the five years, use for its integrity, you get a discount. Well, and for from a consumer standpoint, right? What you just said. So let's say you you bought and sold within that five years. Most 
again, this is just my experience, it's probably yours. Most sellers, when I go, hey, what title company do you want to use? Yep. They go, what? What's a title company? I don't What's care. A title company, right? <laughs> Who do you recommend? Now, if yeah. it's within five years and we're talking about reissue rates, that seller is going to have to pay, for mm-hmm. the most part, like you just said, mm-hmm. that title insurance policy. It, mm-hmm. it's, so it may be worth it to do due diligence and say, hey, you know what? Let's do some research on the reissue rate mm-hmm. and the reissue amount since I'm buying and selling within four to five years. And if it's going to save me $800,000, $900,000. it can. It's, it's going to make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to be net proceeds that the seller's mm-hmm. going to be able to walk away from. So mm-hmm. something to think about uh, as you guys are watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the seller really picks title. Right. I think mostly like- It's you know, customary. Your, your real it's estate customary. agent right. is going to help kind of guide you through that process yep. because, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're your expert in the industry. They're, they're but they're, they're, it's we're, a great we're, question. We're the face, right? Yeah. We're, we're, the, we're, we're connected to our clients. Or the glasses. Yeah. Depends on which one of us you're working with. <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> you, you guys like my Easter look? Yeah, I love we're, Easter. We're going great. until Easter. What did we say? It was, it was my birthday last year. I would I would have showed up. I would have showed up to the last episode in my kilt because yeah. you know St. Patrick's Day and my birthday is the day before. Uh, so I had to do at least Easter. We're, I do. I love it, man. The pastel like colors are pastels are in. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I'll wear my, my floral stuff all. My but no, it's it's just something that. And again, we say this all the time, right? We know that you guys aren't necessarily going to use us for mm-hmm. every transaction. If you're watching, you may have an agent. However, this is good information because if you can ask your agent, hey, the title company you use, what is their reissue rate? Because I'm selling within the five years that I bought this house. Yep. And if they say, I have no idea, that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. We I, we didn't know this coming into this episode. That's great information. It's great yeah. information. Consumer and industry. But ask your agent to go find out yep. and say, okay, I'm going to talk to these three or four title companies. And if it's going to be, like Lauren said, a $500,000 swing, $1,200 swing, whatever it is, that might be worth it to you depending on what your goals are, right? Yeah. And so it's just, again, it's something mm-hmm. that we want to arm you guys with to ask good questions. Mm-hmm. Because we know that the statistic is 87% of people are going to use the last agent they talk to. Worst case scenario, you're saving a couple hundred dollars. And that's worst case. Mm -hmm. It might be more. Mm -hmm. So it's a good question to ask. Well, and I mean, speaking of of good questions, Oscar, before the show, we were talking about uh, or you were talking about a question that you had about O O and E insurance? O and E insurance. No. Yeah, no. Uh, no, uh, So within real estate agents, there's a... There's E&O insurance, mm-hmm. and that's what covers us. Mm-hmm. E&O is different. E&O is, is with title. And, O&E. Or O&E, yeah. sorry. O&E, and then it's owner, ownership and encumbrances. That is So correct. it's who's the owner, which is important for us, mm-hmm. because there's been some instances where this person says, I'm going to sell this property, and they're not the owner. Yep. So it's important to pull it, right? <laughs> so ownership and encumbrances. Happens, and encumbrances... <laughs> Uh, before you list it, because title doesn't really get involved until you're under contract. Mm-hmm. And th- by then, you've already worked numbers and d- did a bunch of stuff. When you pull that prior to, you know who's the owner, mm-hmm. and hopefully you've done some research and you know that the owner is, and what encumbrances are there, what liens, what judgments. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it doesn't go a full in depth of it, but there's at least a starting Yeah, so Lauren, right? what's, that, what's that process look like if somebody comes to you and orders an O&E? And that's prior to listing. Prior to listing. Prior to listing, like? yeah. yeah. So... I mean, we run a search and find the owners and any encumbrances. We'll provide all of the recorded documentation. That's mm-hmm. a five dollar charge. And five so, okay, dollars. So five dollars so for five dollars. You telling can get a subway foot long during certain <laughs> times of the year for the same price. I think that well, was the early two thousand. But you will we're, not we're, get we're avocado toast. Shake okay, we're, so we're bringing all that back. Well, all right. five dollars. <laughs> but I mean, legitimately, what you're saying is anybody can 
can go to a title and say, hey, I want to be as prepared as possible mm-hmm. before I even think about going to the table or putting my house up, listing it, going under mm-hmm. contract. I want to make sure that I have all the information. And what you're saying is they don't have to have an agent. They don't have to be under contract. They can just come to you and say, hey, I really would like to know this information before I move forward. Yeah, 100%. That's incredible. Anyone can contact me and I can provide that type of information. I think it's really big in sometimes states. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Those, those are my question. Is there certain mm-hmm. properties or property types that you guys see a distinct advantage of ordering an yeah. ONE more than others? I mean, uh, on the majority of properties, right, when we run a search, it's ideally, you know, who owns yeah. it. There's like one mortgage, maybe a HELOC. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clean. But sometimes people do know that there's there are going to be mechanics liens. There are mm-hmm. going to be judgments. Child they're support. Exp- yeah, they're looking. They they know that something's going to pop up, mm-hmm. and they want to see like what's recorded against it, what that dollar amount looks okay. like. So those are really important times. If it, if it's an estate, uh, if someone, uh, yeah. Well, and yeah. I was going to say a lot of things. What comes along with an estate a lot of time is the actual ownership of the home, right? Yep. Like who who is actually going to be on title, who is actually going to be on that. And we have certain terms and words that decide that and actually define that, right? Sure. Um, so Jameson, would you would you go over the, the 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 four most common types of ownership and then maybe Lauren can explain them? Uh, as far as like who, who appears on title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So you can, how, how do you take title? Yeah. yeah. So if you, if, if you're making an offer on a house, one of the first things that we ask is how do you want to appear on title with, again, if, if this, if you're going in title with somebody else, yes. right? okay. buying a house. so we have joint tenancy, mm-hmm. tenancy in common, tenancy and severalty, mm-hmm. right? So those are important because mm-hmm. it essentially, it, it defines who gets what for the most part mm-hmm. when the when it goes through? Yep. And I just want to, as a side note, here's the, this. I'm thinking when she says the state titles yep. and why you would order O and E. There could be people. I'm not saying this has happened before, but I've heard stories where they price a property very, very low mm-hmm. to entice people to make an offer because yep. they know that it might be a little weird on title, mm-hmm. right? So if you guys are looking at properties and you're like, man, this seems like a really good deal, mm-hmm. maybe. Pay five bucks for an O&E yep. just to make sure mm-hmm. before you waste your time. Exactly. Right? So, exactly. Um, but that being said, yes. So the first thing we ask is, hey, how would you, Mr. and Mrs. Client, how would you guys like to appear on title? And I think that we can do this. Lauren, Lauren, I, I, honest, I honestly believe that you can handle a fire round with this. So what I'm going to have is I'm going to have a fire round. Fire round. Just we've never done a quick fire answer. Just, I don't know what, oh, just a quick answer. Is there answer. a buzzer? Do we have a well, button? Well, <laughs> why, you got, why, why are you going to spring some new, new well, shit on well, me right and, now? And here, I wasn't prepared for go. this. I'm forget forget what Lauren would do. I'm not prepared. Yeah. What I mean is we're going to go ahead and instead of giving the, the textbook long definition, mm-hmm. in your experience, what I, want you to, what I want you to try and do is, when Jay, let's say Jameson says tendency in common, come back and give a... Five-year-old's explanation of what that is. Do you think that's possible? Yes. All For right. any five-year-olds I mean, watching, good luck. Yes. Be a quick <laughs> yeah. I think it's easiest if I just kind of explain the difference between, you know, yeah. severalty is, of course, one person. So we, we can factor that out here. But the two main ones are uh, tenants in common and joint tenancy. Mm-hmm. So with joint tenancy, say I'm, I own a house with Oscar. And I walk out into the street and accidentally get hit by a bus, like Regina George. Very right? specific. <laughs> Dang. Yes. I guess, oh, but I, cut. yeah, but I like yeah. It. Okay. I on mean, yeah, I'm alive. We then <laughs> my portion of the property would go fully to Oscar Got because we own the property in joint tenancy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
if we're tenants in common. There are different ways you can hold that different percentages. Say we're just 50-50 tenants in common. Bus hits me. Oscar still owns his 50% share, but my 50% is going to go to my heirs or her out, right. however my estate plan or will is set up because we're tenants in common. Got it. Nice. So joint tenancy, it's 100 one way or the other, depending on if somebody yes. is gone yes. from that title. Tenancy in common, normally 50-50. Mm-hmm. And then what you do with that 50% is based on a will, whatever, your estate, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, uh-huh. can you do a will? Like my portion I mean, is going to be a will. An estate plan is far yes. superior. <laughs> yeah, which by the way, and again, as we're talking about this and mm-hmm. we're dealing with this in our personal lives, get a will done, especially if yes. you guys own property. Mm-hmm. You do not want to go to probate. Yes. You just don't. We've, we've um, handled a, f- yeah. a little bit too much on that. We have, we've had a little bit too much on that and there's, you know. It's scary. It's it scary. Sucks. Nobody there's wants to talk about it. The time frame. But is, it's worth it. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. always, 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 if you guys because are looking what's, at. Because what's the timeline on probate? I mean, right does now, anybody know that? 18 months. I, you, yeah, it depends. I know a pretty good probate attorney. Mm, resources. One of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it depends. It totally depends on the situation, but it's, it's so, so important. And you know, that's the last thing that you want your family to have to mm-hmm. deal with sure. in that time. Mm-hmm. But ima- I mean, it's, so you're talking it's, about the one of the, for most people, the largest purchase mm-hmm. and asset that they'll ever own, right? Mm-hmm. If we're talking about the general public. And there's so, tra- tax ramifications. There's there's all yes. sorts of ramifications. You, you put it in a trust, you're going to yeah. save a buttload of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The attorney is going to guide you that way. So follow up question on the tenancy in common. Yeah. You said that the percentages can differ. Yeah, they can. So in our side, like if I write it in a real estate contract, we assume 50-50. Mm. So what does that look like if it's a different percentage? Is that done on a different documentation? I mean, that's just on the deed. It would be, it would be on the deed. On the and, deed. And, and, and that's on the buyer? And they said, I, I want to take 75%? Yeah. Is that how that works? I mean, well, it, yeah. The however, and it's recorded that way? I mean, yeah. Yes. Okay. I've um, never dealt with that's what I'm asking. Yeah, me too. I've, it's honestly, very, it's I've, never, I've been doing this for that's a long time. It's, it's yeah. almost always 50-50. But it would have to be physically recorded. But yeah, it would recorded. have to be yeah, okay. something that's Is there an addendum to it? Yeah, or? Uh, no, it's just how the quick claim deed, or I'm sorry, the warranty deed or okay. special warranty Interesting. deed so that's, is didn't know that. recorded. And again, right. state of Colorado, mm-hmm. table state. Mm-hmm. That's why we get, when we, when we pulled out of the recession, and whether we're going to go into another one or another, that's another episode, but we have... It's like up, up to the day knowledge because we record it. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's done. Yep. Escrow states, not so much, right? Mm-hmm. That They have a leg. And then um, that's also something very important that I just totally forgot. About. Let's bring it <laughs> up. Go for it. Do it. I, yeah, no. I, we got the time. Way. This is why we talk. This is why we just bullshit. Yeah. And find fun things to talk about. So go for it. I'm trying to think. I oh, just lost oh no, yeah, no. I lost so, okay. oh, so, and and I am the king of that, by the way. You guys follow. I am the king of like. I just had a thought, and it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. I know. So, oh no, I got it. It's back. Okay. It's there back, it is. Baby. So there we're back. Let's go. What was I saying? So, Colorado is actually uh, it's tenants in common is the default. Okay. So really? it's really, really important that if you want joint tenancy, you, know you define it. You define that. Because in the case that you do have this estate, and, yep. you know, you're married and you don't want your significant other to have sure. to deal with some mm-hmm. sort of strange situation. 
Interesting. Really so important. Yeah. I wonder if that, does that. And happen? that's crazy cool because I thought joint tenancy would be because most people that buy mm-hmm. are married, yep. mm-hmm. and you would assume mm-hmm. they want joint tenancy because same kids, same everything. Yeah, but I guess you have to. Assume, not so much. Right? You just have to assume. Yeah, but you know, yeah. not so much. That's the, crazy. Yeah. That oh, in common yes. is the the number one. <laughs> Interesting. That's got. I wonder if that has. To be, and you may or may not know this, so not, I don't want to put you on the spot. But Colorado is also a. Um, uh, oh man, I just lost what I was going to say. Jesus, what's in this together? bourbon? No, no. What is in this the bourbon? Rums. Shit. The rums. Why uh, the I thought they were though? just <laughs> distilled in a common high law. elevation. Common law. Common law. <laughs> yes. Common law. Okay. So I'm wondering, and I don't, I don't know this. So if you guys are watching this, and you can tell me, cool. If you know it, awesome. But I'm wondering if that is, it plays with it that tenancy in common is the default because we also have common law marriage here in Colorado. I don't know. I'm not an attorney, nor do I put right. on TV. But I'm wondering. So yeah, disclosure. Full guys, disclosure. We're not yeah, attorneys. If you guys know, let, let me know. Yeah, I'd love comment. to hear it. I'm, I'm interested to see why tenancy in common in Colorado is the default. Mm-hmm. And if it has anything to do with well, being and a common law. Because, because there's a lot of Tinder stuff going on. And it was like, I love you. I'm going to go in. We're <laughs> buying a house tomorrow. I fucking hate you. I mean, it's, I mean well, it's technically it Zillow, happens. right? And if you're shopping for a house on Zillow, you swipe right in the house. Well, yeah. And then you, all of a sudden you're committed to something. Yeah, you're like, like oh, oh, wow. Crap. I have a 30 year mortgage. Now this is crazy. Well, and what's, <laughs> I don't even what like happened? you anymore. <laughs> what's really funny about, about title in general, when we're talking about tenancy in common, all this stuff is, this is something that people do get scared about, right? Yeah. And what we see a lot of is businesses trying to capitalize on that by saying, hey, if you go with us, we, we can protect you on that, right? So, so Lauren. Life lock. Right? Title, yeah. yeah, title lock. Oh my gosh, my blood is boiling. <laughs> blood pressure's up. This <laughs> is the fun part of the episode. Drink some bourbon. Yeah, Drink no, some bourbon. Man, it all makes gosh, it better. But we, want, just, we want Lauren to talk about it because. I, yeah. So here, there's two reasons for me personally. So when you look at the, the average age of a homeowner mm-hmm. in the United States, the baby boomers are now in their 60s and their 70s, oh, they're right? Which, yeah. is, which means two things to me. And this is not a knock on, if you're 65 watching this, I promise you I'm not. This isn't a if you're 65 attack. and watching this, call me, man. I, I love your generation. Yeah, no, it's great. But here's the thing. Number one, you guys have a ton of equity if you've owned for a long period of time, mm-hmm. okay? Because you're not millennials. You don't jump around to jobs and houses every six months. You guys have stayed in the house for a long time. You don't you have a lot of equity. Different mindset. You have a lot of value in that house. Number two, may not have grown up with technology, get mm-hmm. overloaded when it's emails, robocalls, text yep. messages, et cetera. So we wanted to bring this up. It's, it's a hot topic, but I, I think it's very, very, very relevant mm-hmm. because we were talking off camera, uh, Lauren was, when we were, before we started filming, and I think you were at, what, the, the Final Four or the um, yeah. March, March Madness Blackhawks. So tell me that story. Oh, man. All right. I mean, last year I was in Blackhawk and Star yeah. watching, yeah. March Madness. Yep. There may or may not have been gambling involved, but probably, you know, every Absolutely. single commercial that came up was just this like extended thing about title lock. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like screaming inside because I'm like, this is what I do for a living. Right. I prevent, I protect people's investments right. in homes and like make sure, you know, we, we want to protect you. If anything comes up, we're there. Like, you just reach out to us and we're mm-hmm. taking care of all the legal fees and what have you. Mm-hmm. But this company is saying that you need to get title lock because what if someone comes up and claims rights to your property, send us $80 a month and we'll pray, we'll take care of you. They're not even a real insurance company. Right. There's absolutely nothing that they can do. I was say, what do they do it's for a $70? Scam. 
And I'm sitting there with my Make you know you 81 right. year old grandfather right. at dinner, and he's asking me about this, and I just think it's predatory. It's and, extremely predatory. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, exactly to the point that Jenkinson made is you have so many people now that they see something like that, and and they go, oh wait, this is this is technology based. This is this might be the right direction for me, and because of the price point. They might go, oh, wow, I'm spending $80 a month, so I'm going to get this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as Lauren just said, it could be as simple as $5 for you to, to have some information mm-hmm. that right. yeah. these people are paying. If you have title insurance, it's well, already taken care yeah, of. Yeah, the yes. title insurance, you know, if you buy a property, like, well, I guess it really depends, but 85 to 99% of the time, the mm-hmm. seller's paying for it. For the owner, for the new buyer, it's paid for. Mm-hmm. And that's a one-time fee. This is where title insurance is so different. Is you pay for it at closing? That's it. Mm-hmm. It's not an ongoing ty- or premium well, that you have and, and to there, pay. And there's there's another side to well, that. Well, you don't even pay for it as a buyer. The mm-hmm. seller pays. The seller does. It's customary. Yes, exactly. So with, with that said, let's segue in. What is the mortgage side of the title insurance? Yeah, I mean, so with the title, I guess, there are two different types of title policies. You've got your owner's policy, and this is what we've been talking mm-hmm. on for the most part is that protection that's going to protect the new buyer in their uh, interest in the property. There's also a lender's policy. So if you are taking out a mortgage, the lender's also gonna wanna see title insurance. And so that premium amount will be the loan amount to make sure that that lender knows they're in first lien position. So unfortunately, yes, if you you don't pay your mortgage payments, that allows them to foreclose on you, Mm -hmm. you know? You pay, you stay. Exactly. You're out. Exactly. Okay. So in that scenario, and, and, and that's a lot of th- that right there. A lot of realtors don't know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because one, they're not they're on the they're not on the lending side, but it's on it's on the HUD one or <laughs> the, the CD. CD now, yeah. It's, Jesus, what, what year are you I'm, in? I'm old as yeah, crap. Oh yeah, I was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, like, it's, it's on the CD now. They're 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 different. I'm still on the 4506. Yeah, I'm old. Oscar's waiting for the market crash of 2008. <laughs> Back in my day. So on the CD, you see a lot of these he charges. He hit his cane before the show. You haven't seen it yet. but <laughs> I also started when I was super young. So there's there's a lot of terms that mm-hmm. stick. But that's another fee that even in the industry, they don't we don't know what the hell that is, mm-hmm. right? I'm, obviously, I do. I've been, I've been in it for a long time. But it, it ensures a whole different part of it, mm-hmm. you know, because when you have a mortgage, and we're not we're not we're not really a mortgage state. We have a public trustee here. Mm-hmm. We have someone that holds the title of your home, and so you're you're on the line there, and then the bank is on the line. But we give this public trustee the ability to hold this. So when you finish paying, the public trustee tells the bank, "Hey, are they good? Have they paid everything? Mm-hmm. Yes, they're solid. They release it. Now you have it, right? So we do things a little different here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So with that said. The loan is always going to be first position lien on your house. It's not a bad thing. That's not a bad lien, but it, their first position. That's why they have escrows, right? Mm-hmm. They want to make sure their their asset is covered, so they're going to pay. They're they're going to they're going to they're, they're going to pay the taxes and they're going to pay the insurance mm-hmm. because again, Uncle Sam comes first. If you don't pay your taxes, that dude's going to be in first position, and the bank doesn't mm-hmm. want to because they just lend you five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. They want to make sure that's always going to be paid. So if you ever miss all of that. And we get in other realms of, of, of real estate, it's going to be covered. So Uncle Sam comes first. The 
lending company wants to be first position lien at all times. And I mean, I think referencing how much money goes through title and is involved with title. All money. Right? Yeah, all yeah, money goes through title. Exactly. They are they are 100% the ones so, that distribute and intake all the monies. Right. So since they are intaking the money and, and something that we do see, especially in this new technological age, is the ability to move money around without anybody touching it. Right. Wires. Um, during during uh, transaction that I'm going through right now, I just recently gave gave up gave earnest money, and I got an email back saying, "Hey," um, or before I did the earnest money, I was like, "Hey, can I can I get the wiring information from you, and I can give it to my client that way, we we can get you that earnest money." And they came back immediately and they said, "Hey, Charlie, you know, thank you so much for for being willing to do that, but legally, I have to be with the buyer to I have to give that directly to the buyer." So apparently, wire fraud is a huge thing. Uh, yeah, it is increasingly uh, alarming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's happening with that? So I guess start starting with the, the earnest money is the deposit on the property, sure. right? Mm-hmm. So that can be given in the form of a cashier's check or a wire. Good funds, you know. Good yeah, funds. good funds. Can we give you, you, know? so we give you title company? Can we give you currency of, of other countries like pesos? I'm not here at all. Sorry. I'm just saying. Sorry. Okay. Listen, no, uh, listen for the general public. Pablo Easter Bunny Escobar. Well, well, time out, time out. They're home with a suitcase full of cash, and I'm like, no. Uh, the IRS is going to be knocking on our door. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. That is not how this works. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Was there a combination lock on it too? No, I mean, we we worked it through, and I got good funds. But I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Those are good, good funds. For, yeah, for the viewers, hold on. For the viewers, before I forget, we've never mentioned this, but. También hablamos español. Believe it or not, Charlie and that guy. Just so you know. Well, Valver, well, poquito. Right. poquito, that guy, <laughs> he should. He understands. Listen, I'm me, <laughs> fluent. I'm just saying. Awesome. Well, back on topic. Back on topic. So, there are a few times where you're going to be needing to send money yep. to the title company. Mm-hmm. So How much money? Buyer, How much money are we talking about? I mean, it depends on the transaction. All I of it, know. hundreds of thousands, and not millions of it, dollars. Yeah, I mean, it mm-hmm. totally depends. But you know, you're going to have your first deposit. Yep, that's the earnest money. And then also, you know, if you're buying a property, you're going to have a mortgage possibly, mm-hmm. or you're paying upfront for everything, a lot paying of cash, cash mm-hmm. or you know, you're still going to have to come to closing with funds. And when we're saying paying cash, we're not. Again, not suitcase of money. It's, yeah. coming, it's going from your bank yeah. to exactly. them. Yeah. Cash this just is, means you're not borrowing it. Yes. Exactly. It's, it's a, it's a yes. wire going yes. to them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so a wire is like wire fraud is huge. Um, there are a lot of folks out there that are trying to scam people and they use spoof emails. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes mm-hmm. they'll like try and mimic a real estate agent or even a title company's yeah. email. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll match it except for a couple letters. Mm-hmm. And they'll even copy everything in the email signature line and say, hey, these are the wire instructions. Yep. And, you know, if you send that money to the wrong person, it's gone. You know, it's gone. Yep. It's gone like that. Mm-hmm. So it's so, so, so important that you are in contact with your closing company. And when we issue that title commitment, it'll have wire instructions. Mm-hmm. It'll have the closer's contact information. Personally, I would recommend just calling the closing team. Even if you Google 100%. the title company, what I tell call my their main line, yeah. mm-hmm. make sure you get a hold of someone there. Yep. Also, uh, for the seller, you know, oftentimes, they, sometimes, you know, you're buying another house and we wire the funds to a different yep. title company and that's a whole other story. 
But sometimes we're just giving the seller a wire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that case, we recommend them bringing the instructions. It's just a blank check to hand 100%. that check to the closer at the closing mm-hmm. table to make sure it's all happening in real time. Yep. So we don't have any issues mm-hmm. because we don't want to receive an email from Joe Seller that's like, hey, just kidding. This mm-hmm. is where we I want my money sent. Right. You know, we get emails all the time. It's scary. How so many of these there was a um, recently, I think it was within the last like two weeks, and it made national news that there was an elderly individual mm-hmm. that was with her daughter and they were buying a house in Colorado. This is in Colorado. And they ended up getting emails because their emails were being exchanged between them, their agent and the title company. They got intercepted. Somebody else then copied their information, just like Lauren's saying, mm-hmm. and said, hey, we're just following up. We wanted to make sure the wire transfer goes through, transfer this to this account, so on and so forth. It was, I be, don't quote me on this. I want to say it was over $200,000, right? It was a smaller house, oh, but they were paying cash. Yeah. That money went to that person. Gone. It's gone, right? Mm-hmm. So my question is, if I'm a consumer, Lauren, what are the things, like what are the safeguards involved that ensure that that doesn't happen? Like, is it a... I have to like, cause I know for a fact wire instructions can only be given over the phone. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, the title company is the only one that knows those wire instructions, right? Is that correct? Yep. I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll come out on the title commitment, but I would 100% only use the contact information that you have on your title commitment. And like, seriously, Google the title company, yeah, well, call well, their main line. And I'm going to give us kudos as agents. I know my closer. Yes. Correct. I, I, if, I'm, yes. if I'm dealing with my client, if Tracy Mills, which is my closer at First Integrity, she's awesome. She's great. Only talk to her. Mm-hmm. Here's her number. If yep. she doesn't give you wire instructions, yep. don't send it through email. Exactly. Nothing. Uh-uh. Give it to Tracy directly. Now she has it and know that your money's- And guys, here's the deal. That's the relationship between us and the title. Yes. Company. And that's, that's a whole other conversation, which I'm glad you brought up. But if you guys are in a transaction and you even sense that something's just off mm-hmm. about an email- text message if it's not a voice phone call from somebody about that talk like lauren said call the title company right Mm -hmm. i give my clients the information for the closers because Mm -hmm. they are the only ones that will do it right carrie for me at uh first integrity down in uh or land title down in um, castle rock whoever it is doesn't matter right know who you're working with from start to finish that's it Mm -hmm. and if you guys feel something weird Call them. It's call not us. a secret. We will tell you to call them. It's not a secret. Get to know the people. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're going to meet them at closing at some exactly. point. Yeah. Get to know them. But it is, it is it's so a big investment. Easy now to intercept emails yes. and suppose is somebody that you're not actually, and you're talking again, hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars that once it's gone, good luck. You have, you have good luck. It's a recourse. It's a process if you could get it back. It's a process if you could And you guys send, send emails, right? Every email I get from any title company has big red bold lettering yeah. that says mm-hmm. do not wire fraud, yep. blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And if and like Charlie was just talking about with his mm-hmm. client, you know, they said, Oh, hey, I appreciate you trying to help out, but we need to talk physically mm-hmm. to the client to give them these wire instructions. And then I would say take it a step further. And if you are wiring something, right? And most of the time it'll come back as a receipt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Call the hey, did you receive yes. this? Yes. I, I need confirmation mm-hmm. you received this information. Yep. That is correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would yeah verbally confirm wire mm-hmm. instructions over the phone with your closing team. Yep, because unfortunately, and we've had this conversation, 
people suck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. And if there's there one thing people, for sure, people will let you down. People will let you down and they will try and scam. And as I talked about before, with the buyer's age, you've got millennials who've never purchased before as the largest buying group. So they don't know or have experience with this stuff. You've got the baby boomers who they're upsizing or downsizing that are the second largest buying group of all time who are older and aren't you know necessarily adept at technology and emails and all these different things. Mm-hmm. They're two very vulnerable groups. They yep. really are. Well, and, and the in, thing in their is, own perspective way. Well, yes, absolutely. And the thing is, technological knowledge is exponential. Correct. So as we go on and as we add more technology, they're going to get more sophisticated. People we will talk about AI. Out do it, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, they they will figure it out. And I will say, the title company that I've that I've been dealing with on, on this transaction, the first thing that's at the top of, of the line, not in big red bold, but it says. This email was sent from a secured server specifically. If it is not from, if you do not see this, do not acknowledge. And, and that's honestly, guys, educate yourselves. Take the time and go mm-hmm. slow. Ask questions. Yep. Call title, whatever you need to do for you to make sure you're doing the right thing. Because ultimately, like we've been saying, if you send them that money after they just send you an email asking you to wire it, there is very little legal recourse for you because you're just going to go up to a judge and be like, ah, uh, they lied to me. Right. It's not going to work. So, and, and, and it's usually accounts that they're, they're very well versed in what yes. they're doing. Oh, yeah. They're it's going to go stupid. to an offshore oh, yeah. account they're and that stupid. money is gone. No. Yep. I, yeah. Good I've luck getting that back. Then, 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 then you got to go do deal with the FDIC and all that other yes. stuff, you know? And I mean, honestly, I think this is the information here. Yeah. On this they're, they're, they're the unspoken people of the transaction title. So I said, 100%. They're, they're yep. the unrealized glue of the transaction. <laughs> and they deal with forever. so much. Like yep. we yep. deal with all the legal contracts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The, the lenders deal with all the financial mm-hmm. stuff, but they deal with your personal best interest in the asset yep. you're purchasing. Legit, we just talked about how people are shit. Their whole job is to make sure you're okay. Yeah. Like they, that is their legal profession. Yeah. Get a like, very good offensive line. Draft yep. well. <laughs> that's them. Get free agents. That's mm. them. Yep. They're protecting you. You're the QB. They're protecting you. 100%. Sorry, 100%. Yeah. Now, with that being said, you know, we've covered a lot that, that Lauren, that you do, but what's really cool about title companies and, and people who work for them is that oftentimes there's a lot of things that they do outside of just checking title, right? And before we were talking, you were, you were giving us a, a beautiful example of what you're, you guys are trying to do. So please. I tease this. If you guys are still watching. Thank you. You're welcome. She's about to drop something that we all think is absolutely amazing. And the reason, I mean, we've all dealt with VAs, yes. veterans, VA loans, so on and so forth. And if you guys go back two episodes ago, episode 16, mm-hmm. we had a, uh, a lender that does VA loans and we had a client that was one of my clients that was a veteran or is a veteran. In the Active Space military. Force. Active military. So what Lauren's about to talk about, what she does is absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I want you guys to pay attention because this is industry and, and, and hugely important the va people yep. yeah take it away thank you. thank you so much so i yeah I, uh, title insurance is definitely my world um but i also do sit on the board of directors for the denver chapter of va rep uh, which is the veterans association of real estate professionals uh it's a national 501c3 nonprofit but we started the denver chapter here it's probably been like Five years ago, if not more. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's, it's been. been more, I think it's been. I've been there for five. Yeah, but I think it's probably been about seven. Yeah, I've been to um, it for the events. The yeah. events are awesome. Thank you. Um, but VA rep, we really work to help uh, teach our veterans and active duty military about financial literacy um, and prevent homelessness. We're also working with real estate professionals to make sure that we can educate them about the VA loan 
how important it is. You know, mm-hmm. there, there are still people today that don't want to accept it on a listing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, which we talked about this two episodes ago. It's, I'm sorry. You know what? It's fucking ridiculous. I'm going to say it. Yep. Bleep me out, Charlie. Yep. Post that in. We were <laughs> waiting for the F-bomb, but I think that was the perfect That was the first one, right? Yeah. That was the only perfect, one. That was, that was the, the perfect only one. use for it because it is. Here we go. It, it is. is. It is absolutely fucking ridiculous. ridiculous. Yep. I want to get out and sing the Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. Like, just absolutely America. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, and, and ultimately, it, it comes down to, on episode 16, you know, we have, we'll put the link in here for you, but on episode 16... Michael did drive home that a lot of his coworkers, a lot of his friends, didn't have any idea of what Correct. the benefits were. Yes, that was so, a big theme, right? Is not we, only they just it, don't know exactly. No. So the fact that it focuses on financial literacy is mm-hmm. not only going to help the veterans to secure a home. Which, as we were talking before, everybody always thinks, "Oh, we have homeless veterans." It's mm-hmm. that one guy in, in a tent on the corner. Mm-hmm. No, veterans have families, and by doing this, by teaching them how they can use their money in a better way. You're gonna you're gonna better the lives of not only the veteran but wives, children, other family members. Yeah. So first, thank you so much for for doing that. Yeah. Do you guys do uh, specific events? I mean, so that's what I was just about to get into. Sweet veterans awesome. and families. Yeah. So, I mean, we we're a nonprofit, so we we do a lot of different you know networking mixers yeah. and stuff like that. But really, we're trying to raise money to help veterans here locally in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a big piece of what we do is to sponsor a vet program. So we've partnered with uh, the Hudbash program here in Denver, and they help find uh, homeless veterans and their families mm-hmm. and help place them into temporary housing. And so once they're in there, though, they need goods, whether you know right. it's furniture, support, or just in general, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. all of your yep. home utensils, like every, right. everything, plates, you, and, yeah, yeah, plates, blankets, cutlery, yep. blankets, yep. like yep. all the things, you know, if you're. Coloring Home. books and toys. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And for the viewers and listeners, we will have this in our description. We're going to have yes. contact for you. All we'll have links to everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So if you if yeah. you want to help out, if you want to donate, we'll have that information there for you. So please, please, please take the opportunity. Um, click on that link and, and go help go help support the veterans and their families. Yeah, because we you know we we talked about it in the podcast, but ninety percent of my charity is veterans because without them, we couldn't do this. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're the now, reasons we're doing this. Thank yeah. You. Do you, uh, Lauren, I know we talked a little bit off camera, but you said you have an event coming up. Yeah. I mean, so with the sponsor vet program, typically that's $500 to sponsor a vet. Um, Which is- any donation counts, of course. Right. Um, but so th- that's really big. Any individual can do that or a corporation. And we'll link that here course. so we'll that you guys, that if you're well. as individuals, companies, <laughs> agents, doesn't matter. You guys can contribute General to public. this. General public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It helps a lot. We've yep. helped a lot of people and it's really beautiful. Awesome. Um, but the event that's coming up yes. next is a poker run. So that's going to be April 22nd. Those of you that uh, have motorcycles. I'm oh, bringing out my leather chaps. Thing. We're going to have spring, you know. <laughs> and so you can also do this in a, a, an automobile. We're accepting yeah. two wheels, four wheels, okay. what have you. Um, but we're starting at the VA hospital and taking a nice tour um, through the, I guess, through Denver. Yeah. Um, and you're going to pick up a different poker, or I guess a playing card uh-huh. at each stop. And then at the end, whoever has the best hand will win prizes. Very first, cool. second, and third. This is, the be- I guess, this is benefiting uh, our Christmas for Kids program. So I believe this past Christmas, we, ho- we helped over 50 
children. That's awesome. We fulfilled Beautiful. their exact wish list too. We, yeah. We figured out what they wanted. That's and awesome. And we shopped specifically That's awesome. to give um, these lower income veteran families, yeah. children, Christmas. Mm. And That's amazing. Um, we're hoping to go even bigger this year. So this event, the funds raised from this will go directly to that. Okay. This winter. Awesome. So it's it's $40 to join. It's on Saturday, April 22nd. I'm in. How do you uh, hold me accountable? Where I do they in. go to, to sign up? We'll throw all the links in here. Beautiful. Yeah, Love it. We'll make it easy so for you. So links will be in there. That That's amazing. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'll be there. So everybody watching, I'll... You know my aunt. I'll up. be there. Mm-hmm. I'll be there with some some crazy attire <laughs> with on my or motorcycle. without glasses. He will be there. I, I will yep. definitely be there. Um, the chap, the, the chaps are pastel. As long as <laughs> shit. Now I got to find pastel chaps. Hey, eBay. As long as they're not assless chaps. No. <laughs> One, it's gonna be a little chilly. Two. Uh, hey, no, nobody needs to see that crap. Degrees, nobody. Um, but no. So I we wanted we wanted Lauren to hide. Thank you for for just being a part of this, right? I yes, mean, you said you're on the chair. Hundred percent. We talked a little bit two episodes ago. If you guys want to reference um, the V episode, episode sixteen, that Colorado is the eleventh has the eleventh largest essentially mix of military veterans, mm-hmm. both active and retired, discharged, and there is et a board in the nation in real estate for yes. veterans. Yep. We're not just agents talking about it. We have mm-hmm. direct connections, mm-hmm. veteran. Affair, real estate professionals. Yep. I mean, there is an industry for that. Yep. So we're not we're not just talking about it. There, there we're actively there. Whether you're whatever base, mm-hmm. we're we're there. We're 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 part of it. Yep. And having having somebody like Lauren here to explain sits on the board. She's what like, what her program does, mm-hmm. right on a on a oh. yearly basis, and and I we would love you guys to join. You know the. Um, yeah. The poker run. I think it'd be fantastic. So you start, it starts at the VA hospital, right? Mm-hmm. Where is that specifically? Um, that's in Aurora. In 225 yeah, and Colfax. Yep. It's going to end in Golden. It, it's that's by the awesome. Children's that's Hospital. Beautiful. Yeah. So it'll be a beautiful day. That's oh, yeah. I Colfax. Wanna, I can't give off every stop. Yeah. Because I, I love it. Want it to no, be but we know, that, we, know that, that we know the start and the end. But it's going to be yes. great. I'm yep. so excited. And like that being said, this is a, a nonprofit organization. Yeah. So, you know, I want, I would love for people to be there. I'm also looking for sponsors and I'm looking for volunteers. Are the interesting so, people? Girls, let's make it happen. People. I know there are a lot of you guys with we deep pockets. <laughs> let's right. do it. We need or help. just time on your hands. It's a slow yeah. market right now. You guys want to help yeah. out? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do awesome. it. That's so. awesome. So, Lauren, what we normally do to cap out our episodes is we do what's called our one rock takeaway. Um, and what I, what I would like to do is because we grilled you so hard and we made you talk about every aspect of what title title is, what, what I would like to do with it is we're going to continue with our one rock takeaway, how we normally do it. But what I would like you to use the one rock takeaway for is to address the audience directly as to, you know, speaking as a, as a title, somebody that does title, what do you want them to know? What is the most important thing that we've covered today? that you want to lock in and you want them to know. All right. So we'll save yours for last just because best for we last. want to give you time. Yep. We best want to give you last. time to think about it and, and save the best for last. Mm-hmm. So I'll go ahead and start with my one rock takeaway. And my one rock takeaway is title company is, is the guard is the wall for you that you don't know about. So it is very important for you to get an agent that has the connections in order to line you up with mm-hmm. a phenomenal title company that who not only it's their job to care about you, but genuinely cares about you, just like we've seen Lauren talk about and, and exemplify all day yep. today. Jameson? 
Uh, mine is, it's going to be simple. It's just Oni, not E&O. Not E&O. Oni. for us. It, in my head, if I'm a buyer and I want to have as much peace of mind as possible, $5 for peace of mind is worth it. I don't care if it's a track home, if it's a rural community, if it's a house sitting on five acres. If you don't ask your agent about O&E, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Ask them. And if your agent doesn't know what O&E is, that's fine. That's reference a scary video, thought. But reference the video. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it will allow you guys to make the most informed decision as possible before making an offer. And it costs you five bucks. And if I'm your agent, you I'll don't pay five dollars. It. It's not going to break the bank. If any of us <laughs> five bucks. Are, are your agent, we're going to cover that it's cost five first of all. Yeah. It's five dollars. And we're going to do it. Yep. Five we're we're well versed. Yeah. Obviously, we would love for you to use us. But if we're not in your your market or yep. whatever, then now you have the knowledge sure. to do it. Oscar? My one rock takeaway is real estate or insurance companies get a bad rep, right? We, we pay for stuff that may happen. Mm-hmm. This is the good insurance. Yes. This is the insurance that's going to cover your butt for stuff that already happened mm-hmm. and make sure that's not going to come back and bite you. Mm-hmm. They're the people that not only ensure that you're not going to walk into a big headache, but they also put everything together. They're they the give ones, you confidence. They, they give you confidence. Yeah. You're, you're buying something that you're going to have future problems with as far as title or someone coming at you for money because there, there's there's also mineral rights and everything that we didn't get into. Mm-hmm. I have- a, Oh, we a, could do a part two. Oh, we easy. could do a part two of this. Easy. easy. They, they cover so much mm-hmm. so you don't lose out. Yep. They're the people behind the scenes that they don't get enough credit or respect for. As of agents, we're, we're, we're there. And, and the lender, they're there. The title company ties it all together yep. and they save all of our butts. Yep, absolutely. All right, Lauren, talk to the people. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this has just been really like gloom and doom almost. Like, oh, these are all these like scary things that could happen. But at the end of the day, the title company is the closing company. Yep. They're the happy place. Yeah, this is the happy Happy place. place. You know, we We put put everything together, you know? And I just want to kind of hammer that in is like, this is where you come for closing, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's that is a special big day, whether you're buying your first home or you're selling your starter home and, uh, you know, starting a family, going bigger, what have you. Uh, closing day is really, it's really fun. special. It's the greatest it day. It should be yeah. fun. Yeah. They got cookies and, and yeah, stuff Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we do have snacks. We've got Mexican Coke, too. Oh, oh shoot. Oh. I'll bring the rum. So, I mean, yeah. It's, or. I, closing day is so special and it's where everything comes together and I am so blessed to be a part of that for so many yep. folks. They're, they're the final destination yeah. to the future off, of your family. First it's also doom and gloom. <laughs> no, they're the, fi- no. Not the movie. <laughs> they're the final destination of, of our journey. Is there you go. Of our journey yeah. in real estate. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the ones the, that button the everything up. They're the at the end of the rainbow. They yes, button everything up like for you. Yes. I, I yeah. prefer that. Yeah, <laughs> they're the pot of gold yeah. at the end of the rainbow. Oh my God. Final Destination is a bad movie. Jesus. Yeah, I'm traumatized for life. Uh, yes. So, um, but oh. yes, the gold. Yep. gold. They button everything the up for us. Indeed. They button everything up for us. <laughs> yes. They All right. They're the candy at the end of the egg hunt. Oh. Pablo. <laughs> Dude. That's so wrong and Perfect. different. Oh, Perfect. No, we're just we'll leaving. Uh, All right. So now this is this is the time of the episode after we did go through doom and gloom, all the explanations. Now we get to take a little bit of a breather. Have fun with it. We get to talk about the bourbon. Um, so this year, this is going to be the, the review 
Yep. Of the of the the Breckenridge rum rum cask uh, bourbon here, and I, hmm. Yeah, you know, but, but hold on. At this weird. one, this one's all taste. There is no backstory. There is no history. True. It's just a local Colorado distillery. We decided to do something. This is what we brought out. Yep. So there's no last uh, last time I was here. I missed was last Uncle episode. Eden. Or no, was, was uh, Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest yep. was super cool because it tied into Black History Month and there was, yeah. you know, yep. women. She's uh, one of the, not only black, but women-owned distilleries. Mm-hmm. There was... That comes into play when when I want to rate the bourbon. Yeah, this yeah. one it's all taste. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, I'm I'm not gonna go first. Uh, I'll say that I'm not gonna go so first. I'll go first. On this one. Uh, just <laughs> well, then shut up, Charlie. <laughs> hey, now stop talking. <laughs> God damn it! Let me do this. The episode, man. <laughs> Take your producer hat off. Yeah. Hey, I w- I went the bro look today. You did go the bro. Look. I went the bro look. Even with the backwards, you, you, you rock the bro. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Full bro. Sorry. He, he, went full, he went full bro <laughs> on you. I mean, I'll go first. I'm not a Perfect. fan. There you <laughs> go. I love it. Boom. And that is honest. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. Right. So you, you know the rocks, right? One is great. Ten is garbage. Give us, give us, give us. I mean. I want the unfiltered Lauren review. It reminds me of Fire. I want, it's better than Fireball, but it's not far from it. Yeah. In right. my opinion. Okay. okay. Yeah. I like it. rocks. Yeah. It, like. Give it a seven. Okay, that's that's, that's better nice than I thought. Nice. I thought she was gonna be like this. Well, it is nine. This is a nine rock. Easy to drink doesn't mean it's great. Exactly, yes. it, it just means I might actually have a headache this afternoon. Right, I could go downtown Denver and take nine shots of Fireball. Were they easy to drink? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah they Do were. I, did I enjoy every minute? Up yes. to a point. <laughs> and then afterwards, I was in a world of fucking seven a.m. Not so much. Right. Well, right? and, and again, thank I you like so it. much for giving us Love that, it. giving us that too. Because, like I said, you don't really drink bourbon often, as you said, anymore. But that is a as real as you can get yeah. for everybody. What we try it doesn't to do. have the bite. Seven. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, no and bite. you know yeah. what? I no, was like, zero. crap. This might be I have too yeah. much bite. Maybe I should have brought some that was like better. Uh, no, okay. no, I'll listen, bring one next hey, time. listen, right. bro. This is why we do this because mm-hmm. we're some again forty five fifty mm-hmm. bucks. If you're out with your buddies, you want a pregame. Might be a great choice mm-hmm. if you want to go a step above Fireball and be classy in the Red Rocks parking lot before a concert this summer. Done, maybe <laughs> break great, or even just support. You know I mean, even I, just wanna, I see it. I right, see it. might be great. Even if you just want to support a Colorado-based distillery, exactly. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yep, this is one right. of them. Oscar, go for it. All right, so knowing the bourbons, knowing what I like, it's not my wheelhouse because I am not about the sweet stuff. Yeah, but it is easy drinking. Yes, and it's like I've been. I'm almost empty. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it, right? Uh, for the price point, I think it's a little bit higher for what I like. Larceny will do it for me. And it's actually cheaper yes. and it's more my wheelhouse. Agreed. This is, uh, again, a blend, so I can't beat it up as much knowing the knowledge of bourbon and everything that I know. I can't beat them up because this is what they're they're going for, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's more... There's more there, there's more going into this bourbon, mm-hmm. the the rum cast, all this other stuff, but it's it's predominant, and I give them that because yep. I've had other bourbons and other spirits that say, well, we finish it in this, and it's a slight hint. No, this is 100. percent It's it's yeah. freaking sweet. I, I get the rum. Mm-hmm. It's not my wheelhouse. I don't drink rum a whole lot, but for what it is, I can appreciate the the work that went into it. Just give it a seven. Ah, fuck. I'm gonna give it a five. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna give it a five just because okay. I, I appreciate the ingenuity that came into it, and yep. it, it is what it is. 
It's it's nice. a rum cast bourbon. I taste the bourbon. I taste the rum. I appreciate that. My palate, if I'm going to go palate wise, I'll give it a fucking nine. But for <laughs> for, for give for, it a nine for for what it is, no, I gotta I, give I gotta no, give him credit. That's valid. That's valid. Yeah. I gotta give him credit for okay. for for what it is. I have a. For what it is, right. I give it a five. I have a okay. feeling Jameson's going to be a little bit. Uh, no, nervous. so all right. <laughs> Jameson's oh, about man. to go pour it down the damn toilet. <laughs> no, listen, I, I agree with both of you guys. It's easy to drink. Okay. If I look at the price, and I'm going to assume just based on the website, it's like 60 bucks, right? On average. I can get a lot of good bourbons for 60 bucks. A lot. I'm going to say this about what they did. Now, if Breckenridge Brewery is listening to this and they want to set me up somewhere in Breckenridge and I'm going to hang out and during snowboarding season, I love your shit. <laughs> I, will, I will not get that treatment after what I'm about to say. He's banned. Oh, man. I think they got too cute. They did too much. I, got, I agree. They got too cute. They, they got too to much get with all this fancy, one. And everybody's like, well, I want this bourbon, but I want it to taste a little bit different. So I'm going to put it in a sherry cask, French oak. I'm going to do this. I'm going to put a fucking wood, wood spiral in Ogan Eden and blah, 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 which is all fine and well. I just, I don't think the went rum cask does it. They went too far. I think it's too much rum. It went out and of I'm the wheelhouse. And I'm go back to what I said in the beginning. If you're a rum drinker. Boom. And you're trying to get into bourbon, this is fantastic. You'll love this. Mm-hmm. But I'm already a bourbon drinker. I also hate rum. I spent my entire <laughs> college years drinking Captain Morgan and Cokes. Mm-hmm. And I just can't Captain do it Captain Coke, baby. I can't. I can't do Captain Coke anymore. So- this gives me PTSD, and <laughs> therefore, my rating is going to reflect said PTSD. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it an eight. Damn. I'll drink it because it's not, it's not old granddad. <laughs> it's okay? not bad. It's just, it's, it's just, if I put this between this and old granddad, I think old granddad, we gave like a five or a six. Yeah. But old granddad was like 20 bucks. It's mm-hmm. true you know for what, what it is. It's yeah. true like, to its name. This is similar, but it's $40 more. Well, I, I can't. And there's no and, fucking history to this. Well, and I'm glad. I can't. I, honestly, I, I can't. I'm they glad got you cute. guys. They got too cute. I'm they, glad you much. guys did what you did and said what you said because I passed it off because I don't want to be a dick. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> be a dick. I, yeah. It's the one, point of the show. I 100%. What did Lauren say? She's like, I'm blunt as fuck. I mean, right, yeah, my life motto is don't be a dick. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, but you know. But I'm going to tell you how it is. When you're very. Did you not? Yeah, I mean, it's true. Okay. But it's not being a dick. It's just it's just, being real. Yeah, yeah to be real. real. Yeah. So it's like be real for me. Be real. I, I absolutely agree with 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 the with the table here with with the consensus. I I am also going to give it give it a seven. But again, reiterating the fact Damn, that I, got, I gave it the best review. Holy this is shit. you're not you're nice. I'm so nice. <laughs> it's the pastel colors. Yeah, I think it, it's it's the, it's the pink. Um, I, it's although the I pink. also have pink on. So the I thing, get it. Yours is more salmon. I'm the thing that really gets me about this is. And James, I like what you said that they got too cute, right? I don't. They did and again, again, much. please excuse me, Breckenridge. We but, love you. I love. Well, I love Breckenridge. Yeah, but great. <laughs> I feel like, based on the taste, based on the mouthfeel, the rum cast that you're getting is a flavoring, mm-hmm. not from the rum cast. Yes, yes. That is that is where I'm coming from, and that's why. I think Lauren, you, you attested it to Fireball because when you take that sip of Fireball, it's so much spice. It's well, not only that, but it, it's a sugar, it's a yes. syrup yes. on your tongue. Yes, and that's what I get here. And even with Captain Morgan, yep. with, with whatever whatever rum you're getting, you're getting more of the spices and the flavor mm-hmm. that's in the rum rather than I feel like this one is 
hey, here's a bourbon and taste the rum. Right. Yeah. It's, it's yes. definitely, I, it's, I it's not bourbon yeah. forward. No. no. That's what I, was, mm. I, I agree with that. If, 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 if you would have gave a blind a bourbon, test on this, I would have said this isn't yeah. a bourbon. Make yeah. it taste like 100%. a bourbon and then with a little bit of hint yes. of yes. something extra. Mm-hmm. But this is just. Not bourbon. No. It's not bourbon. No. I'll drink it. I'll definitely drink it. Especially because it's free. Well, and again, free 99 is my favorite. For the bottles that we've had, like you were saying. Yes. At the price point that they are, right? That's the problem I have. Breck, Sixty bucks. Yeah, no. exactly. Breck, you're you're, you're doing Matter great fact, things. Thank you for their Breck. They're they're just straight bourbon. Mm-hmm. I love. It's they good. won an award this year for forty five bucks. Yeah, I'll drink <laughs> it's it all good. day. The Cass, rum is throwing me off. Yes, yep. me too. Mm-hmm. I agree. They, they experimented and it, they got yeah. cute. It, it is well, what no, it is. Again, yeah, they got cute. There is a market for this in yes. people who one are still introducing. If I sold this in the Caribbean. Well, oh, I mean, yeah. Dude, you get me on a beach with this stuff, I'll drink it all day. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here, Here now? With an no. umbrella to block the diabetes. It will <laughs> definitely block the diabetes. Well, yeah. We are not, hold on, we're not sportspersons, nor are we are medical doctors. Please don't take this. Uh, <laughs> we got to throw that shit out there. Because are people we at like, the point where we're supposed to disclaim? <laughs> I, maybe. <laughs> I mean, we got we got guests now. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're cool. We're getting there, baby. We're, you know, we're getting Lauren, Lauren hung out with I'll us. I'll be honest, though. If somebody watches the show and goes, I'm going to go to these guys from medical <laughs> advice, that's a whole different issue. Oh, dude, you got, you need a therapist. We, yeah, we need <laughs> something else. Guys, this is, uh, you know, Normally I try and keep this to an hour, but yeah, as we it. as we were going through, yeah. the information was phenomenal. Yes. Thank you so much, Lauren, for for not only giving us the information, but being vulnerable with the information, being willing to open up. Yeah. And and yeah, it's sometimes it's scary to talk about for people. But thank you for for being willing to do that for Taking the viewers, the for the listeners. Yes. Um guys, remember, mm-hmm. follow us on YouTube at the Mile High Perspective. We post our videos every week. We do shorts, we do market updates, uh, community spotlights are coming. Yep. Uh, you can find us at the Mile High Perspective. Like and subscribe, comment, let us know. And if you want to get in contact with us, 303-578-0263. And then the email, if you guys want to email us instead, if you don't want, if you're scared of the phone, it's fine. Uh, R-E-S-O-T-R at themilehighperspective.com. And Lauren, where where can everybody get in contact with you? And we will have this on, 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 on the on the site. But yeah, I mean, well, I Lauren Avery, first integrity title. My cell is 303-669-0679. Email lcollins at first, F-I-R-S-T, integritytitle.com. Beautiful. Awesome. And I'm happy to help anytime. Like we were Answer talking questions. About she is a resource for I you. am here to help. My phone is an extension of my being. I am definitely Whether it's resource. title and or the veteran. Yeah. Yes. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I've used First Integrity for almost all of my closings. And these guys are absolutely fantastic. Um, not only from a transaction standpoint, but just from an information standpoint, I've, if I've ever had a question and I email first integrity, I get an answer. Yeah. I personally so, know Lauren and my closer Tracy. Yes. Yeah. They're phenomenal. Yeah. So if you guys are consumers, if you guys are agents, I, I would encourage you, implore you, to give these guys a chance because they are absolutely fantastic. Awesome. Well, on that note, guys, thank you for another wonderful episode. Absolutely. Thank you for coming. See you next week. I don't got any glasses. We're done. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and for the weekly video version, subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Mile High Perspective.